The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who lack a sense of humor, or anyone who has recently celebrated their 117th birthday. Listener discretion is advised. Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted name. I'm Shara Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And uh, it's been a mostly fun weekend. Very fun weekend. Well, fun and anxious because I don't prepare well. I had something to do <laughs> at noon today and I had not I had all week to prepare for it. And the one night I really had to time that I could have used for it, I mm-hmm. just crashed on the couch and couldn't really do anything except play Animal Crossing my DS. Because it's like, that's the energy level I have. And then I felt guilty about it all the rest of the week. But it went fine. I woke up early this morning. So I'm over-caffeinated and underslept right now. Well, if you're over-caffeinated and need some retail therapy, swing by the darksideofkink.com where you can receive 10% off your order using the code KINKYPODCAST or stop in at their store on uh, 3109 West Huron in Waterford. And you need to do that. I, I want to check it out. Yes. Actually, I just want accessories. I want something. I want either like latex or I want a hood or I want something. Hood? I, I have an Like extra. a pup hood. A pup hood. Oh, yeah. Actually, the kind I saw, I saw it this weekend. I like the neoprene ones that are very mm-hmm. close fitting and like, you know, just a little bit of a snout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that style. I saw one to, uh, this weekend where, um, uh, oh, you're handing me a hood and what about that? Oh, just a, that that's my, my latest purchase. It oh, is it's a, a cocksucker hood. Okay, I so see. Is this latex? Uh, no, neoprene. This is neoprene. Okay, it's a yeah. neoprene black hood with no... Oh, there's a zipper in the back. Zipper in the uh, back. No eye holes. No though. eye holes. There are holes. Oh, no, for, for the nose. No, no, that. That ring here. Oh, that that's a side effect of it coming into contact with a oh. toy that reacted with the neoprene. Oh, that's a sad yeah. Okay. But yes, and there's just a... There's, Two small holes where the nose goes for breathing, and then a big old hole for the mouth. Yes, so that you can suck dick or oh, eat cool. ass or do other fun stuff with your mouth. And yeah, basically the that hole for the mouth just hooks right under the chin. Um, where did that come from? That actually came from Mister S when oh. I was at uh, MIR. Oh, okay. That was fun, and yeah, I'm probably gonna pick up something else um, later this month. From them, because well, I'm going to be a claw. Yes, you are, and I'm not. And it's sad because it seems like everybody and their lover is going to claw. And I was like, oh, yeah, I there's so many people I'm not going to see there because yeah, I've just decided work is just too much, and I really can't get away. Which will mean I will talk to people at work and say, hey, remember how we're going to fix this, and we kind of had it fixed. And then, Man, now it's not fixed. And it's still not fixed because the people who were here that were supposed to help fix it have all moved on to other things, and we kind of knew that, so why did we think that was a fix? <laughs> yeah. I also want to mention that the Crochet Empire Ooh-hoo. is taking part in a fundraiser May 6th at Roscoe's Bar in Chicago. Oh. will be hosted by uh, Detox. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Queen. I do not know that. I I am a, a gay who's never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I'm. There will be a jockstrap um, auction. Ooh. Uh, 
live on stage at harnesses and other gear sold by silent auction inspired by 80s and 90s kids shows such as he-man thundercats smurfs transformers power rangers all proceeds benefit t-pan and chicago house that'd be a dangerous silent auction because i really would love like a Prince Adam Jockstrap. <laughs> or or a He-Man harness. Oh, I see. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. He-Man was very macho, but Prince Adam was just so gay. I loved it. But I, I don't know. Did he wear pink? I thought there was some pink. Or maybe it was just the style, the cut of the shirt. Yeah. Uh, tickets for the event are available at the-crochet-empire.com. Get your tickets in advance to make sure that you can get in. Cool. So, yeah, May 6th, Roscoe's in Chicago. If you're there, help support a good cause. Help support a friend of the podcast. Is that a Saturday? That is a Saturday. So we'll probably be at DBC. We might. And then the the week before that, uh, the Crochet Empire is going to be at Claw. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so you can support Everyone's him there. Claw. So the Crochet Empire can be supported there as well. All right. So that's future events. Mm-hmm. Odd that we start with that. Uh, so let's see here. What all wonderful, horrible things did we do this week? First Friday. Okay, First Friday is the first. Cool. Because yes. I couldn't remember anything else that was before First Friday. I did ha- I did have a one-on-one session, but let's do First Friday first. Okay. So I got there round about eight, mm-hmm. and a group was sitting at our usual table. Oh, okay. A small group, but um, I put the banner up, and they asked if... Uh, they offered to move. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, all right, if, if it's no trouble for you, yes, we would appreciate it, because we tend to be a, a larger group that fits that size of table, and they were just a group of three, mm-hmm. so... Um, and one of them asked for more information about what PUP is. Um, I described it in as accurate and gentle terms as possible, but it, he was like, yeah, not really for me. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's not for everyone. You know, it's like, a, it's like a fresca. It's not for everyone. It, I think it's for more people than frescas are. Um, I, I happen to like fresca. So when I can funny. find it, uh, the, um, I just think Joan Rivers and her joke about Fresca on a panty shield. About freshing herself up. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure it was Joan Rivers, but... Oh, well, did he buy you a drink? No, he, it he seems like the standard, nice. the, yeah. you know, the standard... You know, the standard uh, payment for being informed of what pups is, is buy a drink, but, well, yeah. that cheapskate. Yeah, no, he didn't quite do that. So then you arrived. Yep. Uh, I was concerned because it was just the two of us, and it was like, oh. And it's funny because I was, that's something my, my thought was like, okay, what, we got to think about Lansing Area Pups and Handlers and... Advertising. Uh, advertising, but also what is it about as an organization, uh, memberships, things like that. I mean, it's funny because calling an organization... <laughs> it's really a banner and, and a bar night <laughs> and a bar night and a person who's like the self-prescribed president of it all and it's like which amuses me because it's like can you really be a president if you're not elected i i am benevolent dictator yeah, until fun. somebody else decides well, they want the mantle i could see being called the organizer of it because you're yeah. definitely organizing it and you're the one who bought the banner and you know, mm-hmm. schleps it around so you're definitely the organizer you're not the founder, because there was a founder who then right no, with life. And, and usually, when I describe myself, I just say I'm top dog of Lansing Puffs and Hands. And then it's a whole question of, like, is Lansing big enough or organized enough? I think there's enough people, but is it organized enough to have a pup 
organization, you know, because it, it's big enough to have two hash groups. So kind of, <laughs> but um, but hashing is something that's you know well, hashing's been around a long time. Hashing's older than pups. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I I know guys who have been doing who were doing pup back in the seventies, but nineteen twenty two or nineteen twenties is when hashing started. All right, you win. Well, and then it had a huge period of you know kind of interregnum, and I guess in the seventies hippies kind of started doing it. Well. Yeah, when the jogging and the fitness craze. And also, and hashing is around the world. I'm pups. I'm sure too. Oh yeah, pups. Saying. Pups are around the world. I mean, there's a podcast called Shut the Wolf Up mm-hmm. uh, that's out of London. Oh. Um, but anyways, uh, the uh, what was it? Uh, did, uh, oh, yeah. Just well, I also thought if we ever do become more ish organized and mm-hmm. need to have meetings, yeah, we could just take care of business like before the uh, first Fridays. Like show up and make I make sure I get there by eight, and that first half an hour could just be business. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was almost tempted to like chat with you while we're there and just say, okay, what can we do? Where should we be getting the word out? How can we do this? You know, other sites and all that stuff. Just stuff that we already know, but we just don't yeah. do. Um, but then uh, we were joined by another pup. Yes, Pup Fritz. And uh, so that was cool. Uh, we had another Leatherman kind of wander in. And... He, he was there, I think, because it was First Friday and Leatherish, and I think he was trying to support, but he was also not really there to join us at the table. Just say no, hi. No, but he, he, was, he was in a rather nice leather shirt. Yes. Oh, very. Yeah. And... And then we had another pup join us, and his handler slash daddy slash sir. I don't know the relationship, but that's okay. Um, it's whatever it is. Partner, significant other. Yeah, there, there's there's something to each other. But, there's something. But yeah, I, I I have not asked how they define their relationships. No. So. I don't even know if they could. I don't even think they would be a definition. <laughs> if you ask, they just. I think they'd just be a shrug. And it's like whatever. He just showed up, and he's here. <laughs> Because, uh, and then another friend of theirs showed up who was not so much a kinkster, but, you know, friendly. Friendly and supportive, yeah. And hot. Often wears nice tight pants, and that's, you know, I think that's a certain <laughs> kink potential there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the group. Uh, lots of chatting. Uh, that's when I realized my energy levels were not so great. And also, I think I was anxious about getting ready for the thing I had to do today at noon and thinking I have no time. Mm-hmm. And so I was just quiet. And someone said, you're awfully quiet, or are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just not feeling super energetic. Mm. And so, but yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, a lot of conversation and stuff going on. Uh, yeah. You left early. Um, I left a little bit, not too long after, but people were still there. I think I was there till about midnight. Yeah, I left, what, about 11.30, if I remember. Yeah, I was just like there till midnight, or it was like 10 after. And I was worried because I was planning to get up early the next morning. But it was, a, you know, decent event. Um what was the, there were two other things that came up that were like mini topics. Oh, well, one interesting thing was while we were there, a large group of, I'm assuming mostly straight, I, you know, can't tell because I didn't, right, slept with them myself, but <laughs> um, uh, mostly women, uh, some men, but just kind of showed up, took over the middle of the bar and just were kind of loud and annoying. Um like, so loud and, like, shrill that if I had been in that group, I would probably be turning to someone saying, oh, my gosh, do you need to shout that? It's like, you know, that that hilarity of, like, oh, someone said something, yeah, we're all going to shriek. And it's like, it wasn't quite up to the level of shrieking, but it's like, this is loud and you're making a loud noise. And it's like, and it isn't your bar. But it comes up to that whole point of... <laughs> exclusionary spaces and safe space and that whole right. discussion. And I think what it turned to me is like, I don't like 
exclusionary spaces, period. I hate any space that says no. A certain group of people is not welcome right. here. But I think what you should prescribe is behavior. I don't mind, you know, if a bunch of straights came in the gay bar, more power to them, as long as they aren't, like, shrill and shrieking. I mean, right, right. I, I give, you know, stink eye to, you know, bunch of gay boys or lesbians who are in there being loud and obnoxious. I was like, oh, God. I can remember some really obnoxious lesbians playing pool once upon a time. And and then you get a gaggle of gay boys, and that can always be <laughs> shrill. But um, uh, Well, the gaggles of gay boys like that tend to go to the other bar in town, from what I've heard. So Yeah, but, but Esquire yeah. gets... Uh, Esquire, I think, has a wider range, because you... Uh, you know, it tends toward older, but I think that's just because Spiral... Is young, is so young, yeah. and and if you're and I don't and so I think there's more young people at Esquire than there are old people at Spiral. Can't say that for certain because I never go to Esquire. Uh, I mean, never, never go, go to, to Spiral. Spiral. Um, I need to go to Spiral one Sunday to throw dollar bills at the local queens, but uh, so yeah, so I, I it made me think, and that could be a you know, I like my thought was yeah, it's like it's just behavior, you know, it's mm-hmm. you know that I think the key with a safe space is you know. Someone, you know, if you're going to be in the space, even if you're not the kind of the, the main group, just be right. aware of them and, you know, yeah, and, let and, them do their thing. And also, you know, recognize that it is not your space, it is not your norms, that you are, tr- treat yeah. it like you're a guest at someone well, else's house. My feeling is about the norms. It's like, when you say it's not your space, it's like... I, even that's, I find, exclusionary. It's like, you know, it's not your space, so you're not really welcome here, or you shouldn't really be here. I think that gets close to that line. My feeling is, like, the norms. It's like, hey, you aren't a gay guy, but you're in a gay bar? Fair enough. But don't be, like, you know, saying, oh, gross, when you see two guys mm-hmm. kissing. Or, like, acting all affronted at any kind of, you know, anytime <laughs> someone looks at you, you think, he's trying to hit on me, and getting all ruffled and... Making yourself big, and it's like, how like, dare you? don't flatter yourself. Um, uh, that's the other trouble. Gay guys out there who are like obsessed with straight guys for some reason. It's like, no. why? No, I just find straight guys frustrating. Um, so yeah, so that was that. Uh, then they left because it was like, oh, let's go to this other bar, and they all got up and fled to another bar, and it's like, fair enough. Um, it got much quieter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> quiet enough that we could do a crossword puzzle. <laughs> you got and you completed it. Bravo. Uh, the uh, what was it? What was the third thing? So it was like using it as kind of meeting space mm-hmm. and figuring out ideas for pups and handlers. Get oh, and then I was just drinking scotch because that's the other thing that's changed my life. I'm now trying to do Weight Watchers again. Okay. And I realized, oh, I have so many points. I have nine points left for today. A scotch. That's three do- th- That's three points a shot. Cool. Because I had a, a gift certificate. I had one at Bingo. Which I do moderately often. So I often drink for free on First Fridays. <laughs> um, but I'm like, okay, well, what? I don't want to just, you know, like at, for 20 bucks, that's, you know, five beers or something. I don't want to drink five beers. I'm like, oh, but hard liquor. And they also have some scotches that are more expensive. So, yeah, basically a Diet Coke and two shots of whatever scotch I picked out came out to like $18. Oh, 
pleasant, and then you had tip, and we're well. Good. I also went for some nuts because it's like I'm hungry and I need protein. Um, <laughs> but no, doing the Weight Watchers thing again because you know part to lose weight, but I think more to be in control of what I'm eating, which I've mm-hmm. not been for years. I was like, okay, eat whatever. It's like I like you know that sense of control and just like being in control. And, you know, hopefully there'll be the side effect of losing weight, but I think being a troll is the more important part. You know, like they talk about um, people who cut, cutters. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's about control. It's like, I, you know, yes, I'm feeling pain, but I'm I'm the one uh, causing I'm, it. I'm the one causing the pain. I, I recognize its source. And, yep. Yep. and that it gives me a certain sense of control. And when I don't have control on other things, I'm like, well, okay, if my version is I keep in control of my eating, it's like, cool, I think that can also work. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I was able to have a pretty good uh, weekend. You know, I think I've been pretty good this week on the Weight Watchers. We'll see. I haven't even been weighed in yet. From I haven't even completed my first week yet. But um, so that was the other thing. The third thing was like, yes, scotch. I like scotch. <laughs> Wonder how many points would be in a gin and tonic. Uh, the tonic is probably well. Yeah, no, the tonic is flavor. There's no, of course, there's sugar. There's no sugar. There, there, there is sugar, but because there's such a thing as diet tonic water. Okay, but I, I could see, yeah, gin and diet tonic. I probably, I think, a, a shot tends to be about three points on their okay. point system. Which again, I have to figure out. Like, oh, <laughs> like Saturday, I had a chicken, a Greek salad with ch- grilled chicken. And I'm like, I gotta figure this out. I don't understand. <laughs> but they do have a wonderful app. Yeah, it sounds like a commercial for Weight Watchers. But I do like it as a program because it's not so much about, you got to eat special foods or this. It's more like, well, know what is in the foods you're eating mm-hmm. and then keep track of the portions and write it down. I'm like, okay, that's just sensible. Yeah. Well told. All right. Um, so, yes. Saturday? Saturday. Well, actually, I want to back up to oh, the Saturday yes, before. you have your thing. Okay. I, had, I had a... Uh, a one-on-one, well, not not Saturday, actually, Thursday. When, no, Wednesday. Wow, my brain is... How about is we just dry. go for another day so <laughs> you have over half days that we covered? Okay. Well, yeah. um, but no, on Wednesday, I went and had a one-on-one session with um, the pig that okay. I play with. Um, and for the first time, it was at his place, which mm-hmm. is... A very nice place that he will be leaving soon because it's too much for him. Um, and it's out of town by about a half hour or so. Okay. Um, but yeah, Is he moving closer? Yeah, he wants to move into Old Town. Oh, cool. He, he wants to... I, I think he said he wants to get one of those uh, townhouses right there on Turner. Uh, oh, I've, I've, I've had sex in one of those. <laughs> I haven't yet. Uh, that I, I might get a chance to sometime <laughs> yeah, in the near that future. That would be nice. That would be wonderful. I'd have a, you know, a, a, you know, a friends with benefit, a play partner, you know, local. I mean, just right there. Yeah, right, right there. Place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we got down, got dirty. Um, I actually pushed his limits a bit as a top because mm-hmm. he is in all of his play. He has very much been the bottom. Okay. And he hasn't found anybody else um, who is as verse in it as I am. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we, we got to stretch him in that direction. And he was like, I'd never done that before. I think I'd like to do it again. Cool. So, so, yes, good. Um, and so, yeah, so hopefully we can uh, keep expanding his limits and have fun with him and... 
Um, I think he'll be at Claw as it seems like ev- everybody's at <laughs> like, Claw. Like, just, just about everybody's everybody, everyone at Claw. except Lance and Mike's at Claw this weekend. Your grandmother will not be at Claw. I, she has a better chance of being Claw than I do. But uh, well, well, no, my one grandmother definitely not. Well, the other one, well, she is already in Ohio, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's like um, the. Uh, yeah, oh, that sounds like fun. Cool. Yeah, I had a fun time, and yeah, he also gave me some advice for how to do these things better at my place, and we uh, we spent some time looking on Amazon at uh, both rim seats and hotel luggage racks, okay. and uh, I think I found a, a 30... My, my main concern with the cheap luggage rack mm-hmm. is, will it hold... True. All of this, yes. right? Um, so I might have to, but I mean, even the more the more expensive luggage racks are still less than a hundred bucks. Are they rated in poundage that you can pile on them? Not, not that I've seen. Okay. I was going to say they probably don't. You know, they probably think, okay, someone's only going to lug around so much in a suitcase, right? Yeah, so as long as it holds up to a suitcase full of clothes, you're set. But it's like, but I want it to be more than a suitcase full of clothes. <laughs> Right, well, to be myself and also realizing someone's head is going to be underneath me while I'm being on this. So right, which even which, had, which has effects for the designs mm-hmm. because we you know you need to actually be able to put your head under there. If there are crossbars down below it, that doesn't work. And I'm also wondering if uh, you think that there'd be some sort of sling arrangement that would be. I'm picturing those hammock chairs where you're kind of sitting upright, but it's still kind of a hammock, but <laughs> somehow where, you know, your ass is pointed down, but you're still suspended. Or even if you're suspended and, like, slightly tilted, that might even be convenient for the, the rimmer. It's like if the person was basically just seated and then reclined back a bit so you don't have to be necessarily underneath them. You can just kind of come in from the front. <laughs> well, that could work, too. The, the cheap one looks like it's made from... Thin tubular steel, so I'm like, yeah. So, but yeah, again, the most expensive one that I saw that was shaped the way that would work was only seventy dollars, as opposed to a couple hundred dollars for a rim seat. Actually, I'm now picturing like Kingsters. a Papasan chair, but with like points along the the rim of that where you could connect things. So basically, you could have someone shackled in there and then have their ankles up over their heads. <laughs> as long as the ass is at the edge of it all, it's like you know, then they're just. There, you can have it spread out, and, and yeah, like the a, a papasan chair with mounting points. Mm-hmm. I, usually, they're wicker, so you <laughs> see how you well, you just shove it right through. Just shove some uh, metal rings through the wicker, and yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> ideas. Might, ideas, be, ideas, might ideas. be a crafting project. Crafting project. Why are there these rings on this chair? It's like. Uh, uh, Plants. Plants, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, Detroit Bondage Club. Okay. Um, uh, thinking back on it, I was responsible for eight orgasms, including one of my own. Nice. Yes. Um, I was not party to any... Well, I was watched an orgasm happen, mm-hmm. and I think I missed one. Because I walked into a room, and there's... Someone there who was looking quite nice, sitting there naked on a one of the bench of uh, the beds, but kind of was the afterglow where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. things are done, and uh, we're just kind of sitting around <laughs> talking. And also, mystery sciencing, three thousanding the uh, porn, yeah, because there was a a a submissive who was whining, and it's like, 
who were kind of commenting on his acting ability or lack, lack thereof. So it was, uh, you know, so that was kind of pleasant, just <laughs> seeing someone very hot just sitting around naked. And it's like, yes, because it was very hot upstairs. Um, and yeah, it, they he kind of set the thermostat so that the basement would be comfortable, okay. which meant that everywhere else was really, really hot. So. so something we'll work on later, get some sort of air return in there, so it actually cycles maybe a bit more, but that would yeah. be... I mean, that, that, that'd be a construction project, and eh, but well, if we ever get enough money for it, um, let's see here. So yeah, I brought Sling Bear off mm-hmm. twice, okay, because that's you know typical uh, for him. Um, had to stay away from the back door um, because he has been surviving for the last week on matzah and cheese. Oh, you mean his ass? His ass. Okay, I yes. thought you actually meant the back door of the house. I'm no. like, okay, I can picture it, but what happened? That's, no, okay. I, I don't Got even it. know why I'm being euphemistic on this podcast. But had to stay away from the ass because the the matzo and cheese has caused some hemorrhoids. Oh, yeah. So okay. that, but fortunately, Passover is over now, and he can return to his standard diet. Okay. So, um, and yeah, he got. Stomach cramp halfway through a scene. Oh. Yeah, but we're able to resolve that and still get him off twice, which, yay. And I made my puppy Fritz come three times okay. without touching his dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found with the one dildo that I gifted to him that I told him to use every day that he hasn't been using every day, bad puppy, but found just the right spot. To because there's it it does have a bit of a head to it. It, mm-hmm. it is a realistic dig, and found just a spot that can uh, you feel it kind of pop back and forth when you ride okay. across it. So that's the spot that needs the most stretching. That that's the the point of resistance mm-hmm. there. So we don't have to go diving all the way in, just a couple of inches, and uh, it made the puppy smile and moan and come <laughs> and. Oh. and Gave him a nice, good scritching on his prostate, and he really enjoyed that. Because I, well, I actually drove myself, and I got there after you, so I mm-hmm. got there, yes, while you were, a lot of people working on someone in the sling. Yes. And I didn't completely recognize him because he had a blindfold on, but is that like the boy with the perm erection? Yes. Okay. Yes, so. Gather that. <laughs> Because he was gone by the time cleanup was done, and it's like. Yeah, yeah that that's. We wish he would have stuck around, but yeah, he seems to be the kind of guy who's one and done and heads home after we bring him to a screaming orgasm, especially because, you know, we see that he's been rock hard and throbbing the entire time, so we're, everybody's kind of drawn to it, and we're like, we got to make this cock explode, and make, make good height, good distance, and large volume, and he said he hadn't come since Thursday, yep. so... Yeah, I had a good time with a guy I've been doing things with semi-regularly there. And, uh, I mean, it, it can be very high energy, and mm-hmm. I have to, it can be very wearing on me. Like, you know, just too long of a session, I have to, like, kind of take breaks. And it's like, okay, this is fun, and move on. And and then uh took too long of a break because I came back, and he was doing something with someone else. And <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that hole is filled right now. So I will just say, I felt bad because he was having a lot of fun when we were leaving and I really wanted to like say goodbye but it's like he looks very busy right now so yeah. uh, let's just let him have his time and I'm sure I'll like I said he's, he's someone I've been seeing much more regularly so 
Yeah, I think yeah, you and he should spend some quality time together without an audience. I don't know. It's like, where do you find the time for that? I don't. I There's time's a very limited factor in my world, and it's like... Well, plus considering where you live and where he lives, and... yeah, I don't even see friends who live in the same town as I do. <laughs> I actually actively make, you know, a monthly, let's do lunch date. I had some fun with him. Um... I felt bad because the host had to be called away to take care of some business while he was involved in something. Yeah. So I felt bad about that because it's like, oh, I feel a necessity to kind of take his place and help out with that scene. And did a little bit. My trouble was I, well, oh, when I showed up there and saw someone I hadn't seen since the days of number six. Yes. Who had shown up and that was cool and had a chance to kind of revisit. But it was awkward in that um, I was... I had just shown up and I hadn't even like taken anything off. I just was making the rounds to say hi to everyone and see what was going on. And we started talking and then someone wearing gym shorts with a huge erection came by and started groping me. And it's like, okay, cool. But there's too many things going on right now. I'm kind of having a conversation and I'm being groped and I still haven't even, um, I'm, you know, just arrived. I haven't get taken off my clothes yet. I'm having a conversation and being groped. There's too many things going on at once. It's like, ah, oh. also, and that's something I noticed, like with number six, there was a lot of visiting and just kind of hanging out going on in the basement because there wasn't as much room. Right. Whereas with TBC, I find more of the, like the chatting and just kind of chit-chatting and hanging out more on that ground floor. Yes. Where there's the kitchen and yep. the food and the dining room and then the, the living room. And there's that side part with the cage where things happen, but... Upstairs and downstairs are more like you go down there and that's the play space. Mm -hmm. So I was like not really wanting to have a conversation in, you know, while people are getting it on and you right. right next to us. So, um, but it was good seeing him. And um, so, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, but then also I was like, okay, I, I'm just cycling through quickly. I want to see all the rooms before I really settle and start doing anything with anybody, including kind of having conversations. So, so I kind of felt bad that I didn't really talk with him as often, uh, as long as I should have, and never did kind of really ran into him upstairs. Uh, and then he was he left early-ish, earlier than than us. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but other than that, um, I'm trying to think of what scenes, but uh, just little bits of everything. You know, it was it was what it was. It was fun, and you know, I was moderately worked up and horny and was like, oh, cool, and so that was fun. But still not enough to come because, no, I don't. Yeah, um, you don't do that uh, amongst polite company. I don't do that around any company. It's, <laughs> it's a personal, private thing. But yeah, the reason I drove on my own because before that was the, oh, um, not Midwest, um, Motor, Motor City. City Furry Con, which used to be FCN, which was the friend. Connection North, Furry Connection North, Furry Connection North. I think Friends Connection North is a gay lesbian group around Traverse City. Um, anyway, it happens in Novi, and I realized Novi was close to that. Um, Closer than Lansing. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, well, like 11 miles. Unfortunately, I had the mishap of turning the wrong way at 8 mile out of the hotel. Went about four miles the wrong way. I'm like, this is seeming more rural than city. And it's like, yeah, look at the map. It's like, I, then I was like, I, I can't even figure out the map right now. Put it in my phone. And my phone was confusing me too because I put in the address for the uh, clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, turn around. But it's telling me it's going to take me an hour and 15 minutes to get there. And I'm like, what the hell? It's like, did I completely miss 
put in the wrong address? Was I wrong about how far across? Is it on the other side of Detroit? What's going on? No, I, th I think it was thinking I was walking or maybe cycling. Oh, yeah. Because they'll give you those different options like, oh, this will take you this long. Because, no, it took me 15 minutes to get there. Oh, yeah. Well, from, 15, 20. Yeah, from Novi, yeah, yep. 20 minutes. Uh, then uh, I think it was confusing because I was explaining to somebody that I had to get to Grand River from the hotel. And they're like, oh, we'll turn this. And I was just thinking, I had rights on my mind. The from eight mile to Grand River was a right, and so I was like, right was on my mind. So oh, there's eight mile, go the right. And it's like nope. Um, that was a really mishap. It was easy to find. It's like I've been there enough. That was like yay. Uh, what was the oh? But uh, kink wise, it was a fun event. Uh, they did have a leather Detroit leather company had a booth, mm -hmm. um, and they sold um you know restraints and they had some floggers. And some stuff, and a lot of like steampunky stuff. They sold a lot, had a lot of goggles for sale. Yes. So um, they were there, and that was cool. Uh, it's always kind of a fun event. Uh, my new people, I know some people kind of casually, and was able to connect with them, and they introduced me to a bunch of people, so I was like, sweet. And the really nice thing, well, the only thing that's kind of kink-related-ish was, uh, well, except for that, there can be a lot of kink apparel sometimes in the costume. Right, right. So I saw a boy wearing a collar and asked him about that. And he was like, eh, it's just more of a, you know. A, more of a furry collar rather than a symbol of ownership. Uh, kind of. But there is a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, because this person was someone I thought had a girlfriend. But I must be remembering someone else. <laughs> I was like, no, there's a boyfriend I've been seeing about seven years. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, and, you know, just the casual, how many people are just casually gay there? Like, yeah, when in doubt, if there's a guy there. Better than one in ten chance that they're gay. And I was like, oh, and, you know, two guys holding hands. It doesn't really, no one bats an eyelash at it. So I was like, sweet. Well, and, uh, you know, two people in a, a fursuit, you know, unless they have noticeable, have, you know, set it up to be noticeably male or noticeably female, you don't know who, who's well, in the suit. The suit. Yeah. I mean, the suit may not be the gender. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the suit may not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, uh, and I've known people who've, yeah, traded suits. It was funny, I had a, a friend who, um, he had a female friend who was on the dance floor getting cruised and just slightly being hit on by some guy mm -hmm. who, uh, and she was getting really tired of it and she was in a fursuit and she kind of came off and was cooling off and was talking to my friend and they're like, well, how about we just trade suits? And they did. And so he went on the dance floor in her suit and was and the guy came up to him and started dancing, playing with them. And he's like, you know, dancing back and showing interest. And then like, hey, let's motion to go outside in the hallway. And they do. And he takes off the head. And the guy's like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize why. <laughs> and it's like, I thought you were this woman who was in this suit. And it's like, oh well, cool, but okay. <laughs> and so he got a creeper away from his friend. It's like, oh. Um, Yay! Yeah, the uh, what was the uh? Oh well, and then it was I was like, yeah, I was in someone's room because someone has just discovered a love for bourbon. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let's have some bourbon in your room. And his husband was in the room changing, and it's like, oh, that was pleasant. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, bourbon and a show. How yeah, nice. it was a show because his husband's has a really pretty face and has a really nice body, and now I know he has a really nice cock. 
Cool. Which which kind of leads to our um, you know our our expert uh, portion por- portion <laughs> because there is a nice bit of jewelry on that cock. Aha. Like, nice. Um, oh, but the other thing uh, that goes with furry cons, I've heard that there's two varieties. I was overhearing a dealer talking about because um, there's one in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, FWA, I think it's like Furry Weekend Atlanta. Um, and he would be, uh, he'd I don't know if he was there. But uh, the funny thing is, he's like, yeah, there's no, there's no between ground. It's either super professional and very like straight lace and prudish almost, or it's a big party fuck fest. And I guess FWA was the big party fuck fest. Supposedly, Bad Dragon, who's the purveyor of anthropomorphic dildos, had a whole room to themselves in the dealer's room. Um, and then there's a video of two pups basically fucking in the lobby. Like, on the floor, in the mo- I don't know if it was a man or woman, two men, two women, don't know, uh, but two people, and I don't know if, I didn't, like, so, there's a video of it out there somewhere, look it up, I guess, uh, but, and I don't know if it's simulated sex or if they are actually penetrative, but just in the middle of the lobby, and it's like, you'd think the staff would be like, uh, yeah, I don't know, but, um, so yeah, so I guess that's the level of just frivolity that can go on at some of the the, the ones and uh yeah uh midwest fur fest in chicago mm-hmm. which i guess now has become the biggest one uh used to be anthrocon in pennsylvania but now okay. mff just had bigger numbers this year um that tends to be one of the more professional ones where you know it's more about artists showing up and doing business and sketching and things like that and business going down um I think Anthrocon's also one of these more prudish ones because I know the person behind that one tends to be much like, yeah, people got to do things, but we don't want yeah to be of the public face of it all. So please, fucking keep it in your rooms. Yeah, I mean, e- even at Claw, they very much discourage fucking doing, in the lobby. Fucking in the lobby, yeah, like at least take it to a quiet stairwell. Well, this one too. I mean, in the lobby of this hotel, um, you know, it's still open to other people, and I don't know if they have the whole hotel rented out. But I mean, I saw a family there with like three younger kids who are just like all super excited because mm-hmm. they're like, oh my gosh, and you know, and it's great because you know the kid was running after this person like this raptor fur suit. And, you know, when the guy or lady, whoever was in the suit, realized there's a small child, like, running up to them, like, spun around and took a pose. The kid stopped, <laughs> and, and they were, like, kind of, like, playing with each other. And, you know, the, the dad's just, like, taking pictures of this phone, thinking it's the coolest thing ever. And it's like, it is kind of a, a very cool thing. And, you know, that's what yeah. that one's more like. It's like, hey, it's just people who like costuming and, you know, ta-da. And art. That's a big part of it, too. But, no, it was a fun event, and... Uh, but by the time I left it, and people were kind of going off to their own parties and mm-hmm. and other events. So I'm like, oh, good so, so you went off to your own party. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of funny, too, because the whole time I'm at the furry con, I'm thinking, after this, I'm going to a dungeon party. Ooh, <laughs> I have this dirty little secret that's making me happy. I thought it was much a secret because I like told everyone. I was like, yeah, I'm going to a dungeon party. Dungeon party, yeah. And this one guy I met, I think he was interested in coming along. He's like how far do I have to go to get fucked around here? I'm thinking, oh, honey, you have to go a couple feet. <laughs> sitting on a bed, just put your feet up in the air. and you, you, you know, I think I told him, it's not a matter of how far, it's like how much time do you need for Um And I think, I don't know if he was, that was his awkward way of saying, oh, I want to go to a dungeon party. He was like, no, a dungeon party would be a horrible first date. Uh, yes. yes. And I don't really know you well enough, so maybe if we'd played ever before, then I'd take you in tow. Um, 
But uh, but he was adorable. I did scratch him. I didn't know what scratching was. I was like, how can you be a furry and not know <laughs> scratching? Or is that just a pup thing? I guess that's just a pup thing. Oh, uh, so I saw a cool pup mask that it's like I do like those. Yeah, the tight fitting neoprene ones that with, was, with the shorter muzzle. Yep, and, and it's yeah. more just kind of molded around the head. It's like oh, that looked good. And the person I saw, he was wearing one. It was uh, had yellow to it, and he like nodded to me as if he knew me, and I'm like. Might be someone I've seen at one of the pup events. Could, like, could be. I do know there are several pups there because mm-hmm. when I uh, mentioned it Friday, someone said, Oh, pup so and so and so and so and so and so will be there. I'm like, Cool. The other fun thing is turning on Grinder. Like, <laughs> the entire page being people in fursuits. It's like, Aww. Uh. Um, and then one guy had a Grinder profile he'd actually hadn't played with in a year. And he turned it back on suddenly, a deluge of messages. Like, well, you are shirtless in this picture with a fur head on. So it's, it was funny, though. A lot of the guys chatting him up were not fursuiters themselves. They're just like other Detroiters. Um, so no, so that was, oh, so then when I was at the, uh, dungeon party, I'm like, I just came from a furry con. So, <laughs> so it's like both places had this naughty little secret, which wasn't too naughty. No, not so much. I'm pretty sure because as soon as I showed up, uh, I think, uh, one of the guys, the regulars were like, so how was the furry con? I'm like, someone's been talking. Maybe. There's no maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, oh, okay, yeah. I hit the table and I didn't think it, it your, the mic, the recorder vibrated. It's like, okay, at least it didn't go over. Yeah. Ah, so, no. So, it was a fun weekend. And, and like I said, that, well, you know, minor really kink element to it. But, cool. All right. Expert portion. Yes. Uh, genital accessories. Yes. Like the PA that mm-hmm. you saw. Um, Just a hint of it. But that's the thing. It's like, it was a really nice dick. But then you see some metal in it. Even more grabs the attention. Yes, it, it's for show a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I had a PA for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it up to a four gauge, um, but I haven't worn it um, in far too long, and it's probably shrunk down to an eight. And uh, I'd been wearing barbells in it for a long time, um, but that had become an issue. So I'm probably going to have to get a bead ring mm-hmm. for it next. Um, well, that that's on the list of things. Um, I saw. When I, I'm trying to think, I saw a penis that had basically the piercing was through the head, you know, kind of. Okay. Yep. Um, not, you know, not horizontally or vertically. Uh, it was horizontal. Okay. And it's like, oh, okay. And I try to remember where I saw that. I I thought I saw it in person, but I'm like, there's only so many places I would have seen a penis, and you know, even kink functions. A lot of times, dicks just don't come out. I'm thinking, was it porn? But. Yeah, but I remember seeing that saying, I wonder how that feels. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know somebody who has an operavadia, which mm-hmm. is basically vertically through okay. the head. So at about the same position as a Prince Albert, but all the way through. Okay. And, you know, the Prince Albert portion of it, I mean, because it's so thin there with the urethra, I mean, it's just, and you're done. That you're going through the spongy erectile tissue of the head of the dick. And Is it also supposed to be piercing the urethra? Yes. Okay. It, yeah. What it's one solid bar all the way okay. through. So, yeah, he said that was the longest seven seconds of my life, mm. and I said, "Yeah, I, I can." Well, understand the healing why. process got to be take a you know. Well, with the Prince Albert and ones like that, mm-hmm. because you're passing salt water through it on a regular basis anyway, uh, that's actually one of the fastest ones to heal. Um, but not sterile salt water, but... Well, that was a discussion that came up at the bar that someone actually had to, like, 
enough because we were discussing it and it was talking about urine being sterile. And someone says, no, it's not. That's like, well, if you have a urinary tract infection, definitely not. But they're saying that, I don't know, it still was kind of like someone looked it up in, you know, phones. And they said, no, urine is not sterile. Like, the bacteria on the skin can be in it. And I'm like, okay, but that's once it's come out of the body. Right. Technically, it's being biofiltered through kidneys. But I'm just wondering if people just have, basically have, you know, colonies of bacteria in them anyways. You know, like we have in our gut. Right. So there's always some sort of... Uh, right, you know, but and, local and, flora and fauna. Right, but, but in that case, I mean, that's bacteria that your body and that area of your body is used to. Anyway, oh no, so, yeah, yeah. Well, then it, there was a very confusing situation where someone said, "No, my urine is sterile to me, but not to you." And I'm like, "That's not how it works." <laughs> I, I think we're you're confusing. It's like you, yes, it, the the stuff in your urine, your body is you know, is used, used to, to but yeah. that doesn't mean it's sterile to you. And so it was like a discussion that then someone was like, went, no went more round this. and round. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was, and it was getting heated. Uh, it's definitely more sterile than feces. Let's put that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That. Yes. Uh, I will grant you that. Uh, sterile is water coming out of a public drinking fountain. Maybe. Maybe. Know, I don't know. Uh, another piercing that I saw um, at DVC mm-hmm. and this nice, hot, muscular guy tied up uh, getting edged mm-hmm. um it was just through the frenulum j- j- just through that that uh g-string there at, at the uh, end of the dick um and that was caught my eye and was neat and i know somebody else who goes to dvc has 15 rings in his scrotum mm. and uh again very eye-catching and i remember back when i was uh at university and working out at the university rec center. Mm-hmm. And every single time I spotted a guy with jewelry in his dick, he was um, bi or gay, or at least willing to, to have fun with a, another dick that had some accessories to it. So um, now do that, that might be more a reflection of the community at that university um, so <laughs> take well, that on at your own risk. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, if you're in the locker room and you have jewelry in your dick and you see another dick with jewelry in it, is that like a conversation starter? It's like, oh, what gauge is that? No, who did that? <laughs> or, you, you know, where, how's it working for you? And yeah, where, like where'd you get that? What I want to do for my pup's birthday is get him a nice ball stretcher because mm. we both agree his balls would be nicer if they hung lower. So, want to get a ball stretcher? Maybe one of the weighted ball stretchers. Someone at DBC um, who had a who I briefly played around with um, had a really nice something. It was something wrapped around down there. Mm-hmm. And his dick was, you know, his balls were nicely stretched, and his dick was nicely hard. And I don't know if that was from the accessory or from if you know he'd popped something before to get, you know, but it's like. How do you keep your dick that hard all the time? Because <laughs> that was fun. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, I just should have checked out whatever he was wearing a bit more. Because I think, you know, that's another accessory is cock rings. Yes. Cock rings. Cock rings. Um, yeah. Jelly cock rings, metal cock rings, leather cock rings. I've got a pretty thick silicone cock ring around here somewhere that I got uh, for free when I got my sit and stretch. I, 
I looked up, all right, what kind of codes does this website have? And like, hey, free cock ring with mm. purchase. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I can always use another, another cock ring. Another thing, Bad Dragon, that we mm. talked about previously, makes sheaths, sh- sheaths mm. uh, for so that your partner can have a more animalistic dick if, mm. if you want them to. And um, So your dick actually goes through it or goes into it? Well, depends on the model. Some models, um, yes, go through mm-hmm. it and has a large hole at the end, and, and the head of the dick is designed to pop through, and you end up with a more girthy and textured penis. Um, or there's one that, um, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it is more of a canine-looking mm-hmm. one with the knot mm-hmm. on it. Um and that one, it just has a small hole at the end because it has the canine-shaped dickhead. Okay. Um, and I was speaking with somebody, and they wanted to get it, one of those for their sub, and uh, was concerned because their sub is blessed with having a really big dick. And I think they make a variety of sizes. They but... do, but they, they were comparing size, you know, because it shows the dimensions on the website, mm-hmm. right? And they were like... That might still be a tight squeeze for him, even on the XL. And I'm like, well, congratulations for, for finding somebody like that. But I also said, you know, A, you can do a lot with lubricant. And B, being this soft silicone that they use, it's going to have some stretch to it. So I think, in my professional view, that the XL, based on the measurements you've given me and the measurements on the website, I think this will work for your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, if you're really concerned about spending a couple hundred bucks on something that you can't return, you know, they've got the customer service email address right there. They've got a customer service phone number. And I'm sure that the nice people at Bad Dragon would be more than willing to help you find the exact right toy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, they'd have the experience with it, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, they did go with buying the XL and arrived and tried it on and said it did fit biggest difficulty was uh the sub keeping his erection in it because it's rather thick silicone Mm -hmm. so not a lot of sensations travel through it um so you really you have to get really lubed up so you you get some friction basically against it Mm -hmm. to maintain it um but they said they uh put it on a truncheon and that worked really well. So t- turned it from a sheath into a dildo. And they are very happy cool. with it. So yay! Um, so yeah, bad dragon sheaths. They they work. Um, I did see once that interested me. Um, and if I end up with an extra $400, I might get one. But it, it would be one where the head of my dick uh, would be exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that... Uh, yeah, just get the, the extra girth on there um, and still be able to get more or less fully stimulated. So other than, well, basically sheaths or, you know, also, you know, penis extenders, basically it's kind of a... Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen those um, and piercings. I'm thinking what other... And then cock rings. You know, what other accessories are there? Well, ball stretchers. Ball stretchers, ball I weights. I the whole cock ring family. Yeah. Uh, cock cages. I mean, it, oh, ch- chastity device. ca- devices. I mean, those are a nice accessory. And I often look at those as a challenge. And I say, okay, oh. you've got your cock locked up. 
can I still make you come? <laughs> and I have made a, a guy in a, uh, between my scritching his prostate and a, a vibrator on the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he spurted nicely. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, thank goodness it's been two weeks. And I'm like, happy to serve. <laughs> um, oh, what was the other thing that I was thinking of? I had something. There are also uh, actually penis plugs mm-hmm. out there that are basically um, small sounds that, because of how they're shaped, will sit reasonably comfortably within just the head of the dick. Okay. And for and then for longer, there are Prince's Wands that is basically a full-length sound, so it'll go the length of your dick, and then it's anchored with a Prince Albert piercing so that it doesn't mm-hmm. slide either way. And that, okay. and that effectively gives you a steel heart erection because, well, you got a piece of steel in your dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen those both in solid and hollow so that you can urinate or ejaculate through it. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of fun things that one can do uh, with your genitals. Just add, add, add a new accessory. Hell, add feathers to it. <laughs> uh, no, fe- not, not feathers. It's ribbed condom. Easy. What? Ribbed? Ribbed condoms, maybe? That doesn't mm. sound very... I know, they never they never taste like it. ribs. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I heard ripped condoms. No, ribbed. Um, <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure, right? Yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, the thing is, we're focusing on penises because that's the majority of our you know, uh, yes. experience. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, there's, I'm sure, pierced labias, pierced mm-hmm. clitorises. Yes. Um, yes. But I'm, you know, my familiarity with them is not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think what else would be. I think, you know, the cock rings, ball stretchers. But yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're fun. I mean, it's some of it's to get attention. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some have practical purposes or, you know, functions like the chastity belts. It's kind of showing your submission and also kind of, in theory, taking you off the market. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also know someone else who, yeah, uh, got around their chastity belt and figured out how to themselves off even while wearing it without you know taking it off chastity is as mental as it is physical because unless you're spending you know seven hundred dollars for a carrera tungsten steel chastity belt Mm -hmm. you can get out of it you can work your way out one way or another it's really your mind and your will keeping you in the cage all right, uh, we have a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your crafting going? No time. No time. I had no time for. You know, it's all been work and preparing for well things we're doing this weekend and all. So, so there's been yeah. I'm trying to think. No, no, not even shopping for crafting. But the thing is, the thing with going to a furry con, it's always very inspirational because okay. you know that's what it's all about. It's like. Furry cons are about crafting. Crafting and, and art. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's like drawing. It's about... Um, making the suits. And making the suits. There's a lot of interesting stuff to that because, you know, there was a panel discussion about how to incorporate electronics into the fursuit. And I saw lots of, you know, lit eyes, you know, eyes that had lights within. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was the image when I was leaving the con, driving to DBC. And that I, you know, I wish I had... Seen this while I was walking out, so I could take a picture. But it's a guy with 
Maybe a woman. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's a person in a uh, lion fur suit dressed as a Jedi. And the eyes were lit with this like red glow. So they just stand there with a lightsaber and their eyes are glowing. And it, it seems so fucking Star Wars. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're just staying outside, like looking over the parking lot, but just not moving, just like staring off in the distance. And it was just like, okay, this is. <laughs> I'm hearing the theme music playing. Dun, 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 and dun. this is one of the, um, you know, no, I think it was more like the Tatooine theme. Um, and it was just like, you know, it's like, okay, here's where it could have been one of the alien races on Star Wars. You know, very easily. I mean, I think Lucas just bought on uh, masks from a Halloween store across the street to populate the cantina most icily. Um, and, and then Star Wars fans wrote long backstories for every single one of them. Uh, not even fans. Uh, that was actually... Uh, some of the Legends stuff, uh, Extended Universe, there's a whole story about each person in the <laughs> And they all turn out to be either uh, like secret uh, rebels, X-Wing fighter pilots, or uh, Jedis. Of like course. Everybody had something going on. It's like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So, I mean, it's always inspirational. It's like, oh, yeah, I need to... And there's a lot of crafters there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just many cool things that are there. And uh, I didn't... My impulse shop that I didn't do. I kept walking by it. I was like, no, I cannot see my life being improved. It probably would be improved, but I just couldn't see any place I could wear. Like, I have a hard enough time finding a place I can wear my kilt. Okay. But, uh, it was the, the uh, what, what do they call it? The, the animal pajamas. The kigurumi? Kigurumis? Oh, yeah. The, the hooded pajamas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a booth selling those. I'm like, I kind of want... The Raver Cat, because it's like this tabby cat, but it's all rainbow colors. I'm like, I want that in my life, but I don't know where I would wear it. Pride? Nope. It's, it's, it's just... it's just On a hash run? It, nope. I, it just doesn't fit anything right. It's like, it's kind of right, but, you know, it, it, it would be different if I was an 18-year-old skinny twink. Yes. True, then, you know, they true. can wear anything. And still be cute and trendy. And it's like, it's different when you're kind of a frumpy 51-year-old. It's like, mm. even cat ears. It's like, oh, I like cat ears. But it's like, mm, after a certain age, it's like, no. I mean, I I give stink eye to, you know, men who are, you know, in their late 30s wearing backwards baseball caps. It's like, oh, oh child, no. So we just have to get you the tight-fitting neoprene pop hood mm-hmm. and... A full coverage latex cat suit. There we go. Um, what was the other thing I really liked? Um, I did something. It was the first time I saw this. They also sell like these fleece. Uh, there's a whole company that sells like fleece hoodies. Okay. Uh, then you have a tail coming out the back. You know, just a mm-hmm. strip of fabric. Uh, but the colors and the patterns on them will be some sort of animal. And then it, it's very much like the Kigurumi ones, but as a hoodie. Right. And I saw someone who actually had basically a fur suit hoodie. It was a hoodie, so it was zippered front mm-hmm. and sleeves and a tail coming out, but it was all fursuit material. Okay. So it was actually yeah, a yeah. furry hoodie. And I was seeing this guy talking to somebody. It's like, yeah, he goes, I just not into doing the whole fursuit anymore because they're, you know, they get hot, they get sweaty. Uh, the person I saw getting into his, he had a cooling pack. He had like these frozen things oh, that yeah. slide into yeah, a yeah. vest and sits in a hot outside in the hot sun and keep him cool for about two hours. You know, he, this guy was just like saying, yeah, it's just too much. So he just wears this and it's like, well, that actually looked pretty cool. I mean, again, it was enough because the other thing was like the Kirumi people who are in those. I'm like, I'm wondering, they ever look at people saying like, well, you're just, that's almost 
it's almost, but why don't you just go the full thing and, and get the fursuit? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Thing is, it's probably a lot less. It's less hot and much more comfortable. Than, yeah. And much cheaper. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, those fursuits are can get expensive. Yes, several hundred thousands of dollars, all that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. And I can't remember, that was like 65, 70 bucks. So it's like, okay. Yeah. But, I'm continuing on the Granny Square Afghan, cool. making progress on that. Um, but I, I wanted to put something out to our listeners, crafting adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past month, we have tried making lasagna twice, oh. and each time it turned into soup. So, if anyone has any idea of what we might be doing wrong, where this extra water might be coming from, uh, shoot, pop me a line. I mean, it's delicious soup, but it's not, you know, it just runs I, my all My only thing the is, plate. yeah, it maybe the, the sauce you're using is just too wet. You have to cook it down more. Because I remember my uh, my ex, that's one, that's one thing... <laughs> One of the things I do miss was his lasagna recipe. And it's like, I wish I'd gotten that. Um, <laughs> it did involve pouring a whole bottle of wine into the sauce. And so there's a lot of liquid there, so that had to be boiled down. So, yeah, I think that sauce just has to be pretty much on the kind of stew, you know, like mm. dry side. And also, um, you know, the noodles, I bet. You know, you have to cook the noodles before. Right. And so maybe making sure they're blotted dry or, you know, making sure there's not excess moisture in the noodles itself. Or maybe pulling them out even before al dente, where they're maybe not even fully saturated yet, mm. and they might hold their they might hold their shape and consistency more because that's that seems to me the difference would be the noodles. If you're you know, there's too much liquid, then the noodles would should be not should soak the up structure. The yeah. St- yeah, the noodles should be giving it structure. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, Thickening agents, maybe? Maybe. Cornstarch. Cornstarch, tomato paste. Um, Oh, and another thought that floated through my head with that. uh, At DBC, found that the best combination of coconut oil to Crisco Mm -hmm. is uh, two parts Crisco to one part coconut. Oh, cool. So, and that that gives a lovely, goopy, and just the right viscosity for for what I'm going for. Perfect. Yeah, fun. But yeah, I yeah. do think, yeah, the cooking and, you know, brewing and all that, that's crafting also. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of, we were talking, I mean, you know, talking to these people, we were talking a lot about meads and, and brewing and all that and the person who's into bourbon, I was like, have you started making your own bitters yet? And his eyes like lit up and was like, oh, I feel sorry for your partner. I just <laughs> sent you down a rabbit hole. But. And and then we had that lovely argument at First Friday about the difference between scotch, whiskey, and bourbon. I don't think it was an argument. I think it was just someone being like, I was talking about whiskey. It's like, what do you mean scotch or you mean bourbon? And it's like, I mean whiskey. Whiskey. Brown liquor aged in oak barrels. Yes. Whiskey. Deal with it. And on that note, we've run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. And please leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Thank you so much for listening. We are your hosts, Sarah King. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.